Well, hello and welcome to the Living Legacy Podcast, the heart of senior care. Through this show, we'll be looking to answer the intricate questions around the senior living industry, from the obstacles of living at home or caring for a loved one at home, to the detailed process of moving into and living in a senior care facility. We're your hosts, Corey Carroll, the Business Office Manager at Minnowood Retirement Community. And Emily Barges, Director of Community Relations at Minnowood. Join us as we discuss these various topics together and with some experts in the industry. Our goal with the show is to bring hope, inspiration, and a little bit of insight to the world of senior care. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Living Legacy Podcast, the heart of senior care. As always, we are your hosts, Corey Carroll, Business Office Manager at Minnowood Retirement Community. And Emily Barges, Director of Community Relations at Minnowood. Well, hey, Emily, this is going to be a special episode today. I think we are in for a treat, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, not, and, and not the treat of the hot, fresh brownies in the bake, break room. Um, but we are joined by a former family member of our community, Miss um, Beth Walls. Beth, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about, and there's a, you know, I know in our area, you are kind of one of the, you know, a very well-known person, we'll say that. Um, so, but for those out there that, that don't know your name or don't know who you are, kind of tell our audience, introduce yourself, tell our audience who you are. Okay. My name is Beth Walls. I am a 30-year realtor on the peninsula and also part of the Minnowood family. My mom resided here for about four and a half years. Absolutely. And now you're a volunteer here, too. And now I am a volunteer. Continuing to stay a part of the family. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, so let's... uh, Let's go back to the very beginning of this process for you guys. What what was something that you know you and your family noticed that maybe this is time to begin this process and begin looking for a little bit of extra assistance for, for our mom? Well, I noticed my mom was having some cognitive issues, um, paying bills twice, mm-hmm. forgetting things she was supposed to do. She'd get in the car to go visit my aunt and get lost mm-hmm. on a route she'd been driving her whole life. Uh-huh. So I was starting to pay very close attention to that. And um, I knew on this particular morning that I'm going to tell you about that she was going to be out all day with a friend of hers. So I had not called her that day. And about five, five in the evening, I got a call from her friend who said, is your mom with you? And my reply was, no, I thought she was with you all all day. So um, they said they weren't able to get her when they went to pick her up. And so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm turning around right now going to her house. Could you please call and see if maybe she's with my sister? Mm -hmm. So I got to her house, and um, my mom was not one to leave lights on if she was gone. Mm -hmm. So the lights, the Christmas candles were on in the window, and you could see the tree in the den Christmas tree illuminated. So I walked into the house. There was a dead, eerie silence. Just Mm -hmm. I just can't even describe. And I went to her bedroom. The bed was made. No lights on anywhere in the house other than those candles in the window. So I'm calling her name, and I'm hearing my voice break each time I say it. And as I got to the den, I could see a light under the bathroom door. So I opened the door, and there laid my mom on that floor. And um, half in the bathroom and half in the shower. And I knew then she'd been there all night. So I screamed her name and tried to wake her and tried to get her moving. And she very softly said, I knew you would come. I just about died. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get her up and get her on my back and to her bed. And I wrapped her up real tight while I went to get the phone to call an ambulance 
And um, before I could even get back to her, I heard her fall out of the bed. Her legs, she had no legs. Her legs were just gimp from Mm -hmm. being dehydrated. So the ambulance got there and gave her two IVs before they could even transport her. So she went to the hospital, and they kept her in an observation room and determined they thought she would be okay, but no one knew what had happened to her to cause this. So she finally went into a really good sleep, and I went home to change clothes and get a shower and come back and wait for her to wake up. And when she did, she stretched, and she looked around the room, and she said, I feel like I died and went to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I slept so good. And so I said, well, Mom, did you see Dad? She said, no, honey, he didn't make it. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So I knew her sense of humor was bad and um, that she was going to be. Yes, and that is her personality. Everything is funny. Everything is a joke. It's (laughs) just her. She's a happy-go-lucky person. Yeah, she was certainly not the uh, take life too seriously type. No, no, she was not. I admired that about her for sure. But that's when I knew, you know, that that she needed some help. Things were, there was something that caused it, number one. It was later determined to have been a TIA, hmm. a mini stroke yeah. mm-hmm. that probably hit her yeah. just as she was getting, getting in the shower. shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness she had not turned the water on, or she would have probably frozen to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah that hot water is not going to last. No, so it does long, not. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we were talking last last episode, and in the first thing we kind of mentioned is you know when you're starting to look for more help, yeah. um, and it was safety when safety becomes right. a concern, yeah. and specifically falling when no one's around. Yeah. So that's a very popular, very popular one. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, kind of like you said, the, the proof is in the pudding, right, going yeah. back, to the, back to the previous. And, um, yeah, like you said, you, you made the specificity of, mm-hmm. yet yeah, not only falls, but, but falling when, when no one's really there to help, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, and being down. And elderly dehydrate very quickly when they fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was point. something yeah. I wasn't aware of until... Right. The um, hospital informed me of that. Sure. That's what had happened. Yeah. So what was the, uh, from the hospital, what was your next steps after that? From the hospital, I decided it was probably best to just move her in with me until we could figure out either what had happened or what we were going to do from there. Mm-hmm. So so I did that, and I enjoyed it, but I think my mom, she just wanted to be at home. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. they don't they yeah. don't want your supervision, or sure. they don't want to be sure. in imposition. Right. So... Um, yeah, I mean, that, the imposition, that's a really good point. I it, mean, it, it is. That's they, what they feel. They can feel like they're a burden as they well. Are. Yeah, right. absolutely. When really all you want to do is help them yeah. and care mm-hmm. for them. It yeah. really is. But it is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working, you have to figure out if it's okay to leave them. I quickly learned that probably was not it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because she wandered off. I worried about her letting my dog out and him getting hurt or her going out after him. Mm-hmm. I also worried about her trying to cook. There's so many yeah. things yeah. when you don't have eyes on them. When it could happen. You had kind of mentioned before that it's um, like trying to gauge that because they they can almost hide it or they're used to doing things. Mm. So it's kind of hard to detect sometimes. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to know that they need your help. They aren't going to ask. They've always been the caretaker. So to revert back to you being their caretaker is hard for most people. And she was definitely in that category. She didn't mm-hmm. think she needed the help, number one, but she also didn't want to be an imposition to anyone. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I hate to keep going back to Ellie and I's previous episode, but, you know, we talked about when you're, when they now move into a facility, which mm-hmm. we'll get to, you know, your process in that in a little bit, but when they then move into that facility, you, you relinquish those duties, right? And, and those, those responsibilities, and again, those duties are now 
onto the facility and you guys regain that relationship of mother, daughter, father, son, whatever the relationship is, it's purely that again. You're no longer the caretaker. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And you can just come take them out for fun trips yeah. or mm-hmm. take them to your house. You mm-hmm. know, they can come sure. visit at your house and then they come back and they're in their own space mm-hmm. and they don't have to feel like you're being, you know, it, it, that it's an imposition. Right. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So we, I had a tour, I want to say it was yesterday, it was, it was some point this week, um, of, and, and one of their questions was, you know, how often can we come visit? Are there visiting hours? Are there, and, and I guess at, at this point, I'm speaking for our building specifically, I, don't, I, don't, I can't speak for others, but you, you could be here 23 and a half hours out of the day if you want to. I suggest you go home and get a little rest or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, for most most buildings, you can come and go as you please. I mean, this is this is their house and you would go visit them in their house mm-hmm. just as you would any place else. I have slept in the chair overnight here <laughs> when there was a flu going around. Sure. I did. I yeah. stayed in there just to help out with her mm-hmm. because I didn't want her going out and I wanted her to feel comfortable someone was there. Sure. That was my choice. Yeah. Right. But I have come in at 8 o'clock at night if they called and she just wanted to know if I was coming home for dinner or <laughs> I've been here at seven in the morning to mm-hmm. have breakfast with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to keep things as normal for her as possible. Yeah. And with my job, I was able to do that. I sure, could work yeah. my job around what I needed to do for my mom. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's something, yeah, please understand that for, for those of you listening, it's, it's okay if, if your, if your positions, if your jobs, if your just lifestyle at the time or life at the time doesn't allow for all the very specific things that Beth is mentioning. It's, it's, it's okay. It is okay. You don't have, there were times I didn't come for a day or two because I just couldn't, or I was out of town, but I never worried about my mom. You know, (laughs) they would call me if she wanted to talk to me. She didn't know from day to day, which right. day I had been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. that for my own, sure. oh, yeah. not yeah. not her. I didn't worry about her one minute. Yeah, and I think we'll get into it a little bit, kind of what you were looking for for a facility when you guys were doing tours and such. But, you know, you mentioned I could be gone for a day or two or whatever the case may be, and I wasn't worried about my mom, though. I think that's something, maybe, maybe make that put that on your list, right? A place that you're looking for, something that you feel self-comfortable and so at peace of where they are that you can take 24, 48, 72, however long you need to be gone. And and not have to. You can sleep well at night, not knowing you need to worry about. That's right. They're a phone call away if you need to hear their voice or they need to hear yours. Mm -hmm. So we know that you took your mom back to your house Mm -hmm. and then realized she might need she might need a little bit more more eyes on her, (laughs) more eyes on her. Um, So you started looking for assisted living. I did. What was that process like? It was grueling. <laughs> it, it was just grueling. There were good things about most facilities. There were things that didn't match my criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to know that there were always eyes on her. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to know if she decided to take a walk, that someone was going to be aware of that <laughs> yeah. and guide her back in or mm-hmm. sit down with her outside until she was ready to come back in, whatever the case may be. Right. But I had specific things that I needed to know. Most importantly, I wanted to know that if she was in independent living, she would step up to assisted living, which mm-hmm. is actually where she ended up starting. Mm-hmm. But then there was also the memory care unit that I felt like at some point she was going to progress into and would not have to leave Minnowood yeah. and make a new adjustment somewhere mm-hmm. else. Right. She already knew all the nurses. She knew all the staff. She knew everyone. Yeah. Right. So it was just a change of a room. 
which really wasn't to her because it was still her furniture. <laughs> yeah. Right. You yep. know, to them, it's not the way we're looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a much easier transition. But not having to leave Minnowood was a big thing, a very big thing for me. Good. And we kind of talk about how your mom ended up needing memory care. Mm-hmm. So what was that process like for yeah. you? <laughs> well, it was suggested to me because I was nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Anyone would be. It's it's another change for your family member. Yeah. And you're worried about how they're going to work into that. So it was suggested to me by John that I start going up to Minnowood with her and just visiting, hang out, mm-hmm. let her meet the people that were there. Well, Day one, she's folding laundry up there, you know, <laughs> towels, which is something they really enjoy up yeah. in memory care. Yeah. Um, they would fold the towels, and my mom jumped right in, and there were several people that were now in memory care that she used to eat with down in the dining room. Wow. So it was kind of a reacquaintance with them. Yeah. Right. And this, it was probably the greatest thing that could have ever happened. Huh. It was after just a couple of visits, I was like, what were you worried about? <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. I was worried about my mom's transition was yeah. all mm-hmm. I was worried about, but it was nothing, absolutely nothing. Right. The hardest thing was just moving her furniture up there, and that didn't fall on me, so it was okay. <laughs> they did that and set <laughs> yeah. her right up, and she didn't know she had moved. Good. She really didn't. And she wasn't that far gone. It wasn't that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just that nothing really changes. Sure. The yeah. rooms are the rooms. Your mm-hmm. furniture is there. It's still yeah. your apartment. Right. Yep. But she had people right there at every moment. There was just always the assistance she needed. Meals were there. They had a nice area to watch TV and do crafts and games. Mm. And they went on bus trips. She probably did more in memory care than she ever did in <laughs> no. assisted living. Yeah. So and that's a good point. So, I mean, what was it? You know, I noticed you, you brought some some peace was given to you, kind of kind of almost immediately in that in that transition. Was it was it you mentioned John? Was it his advice that, that brought it to you? Was it the visitation? What at what it, point it were was you thinking, all of it? It was all of it. It was all of it because I was nervous, and yeah. when he said just get comfortable with it, go and visit, and it was mm-hmm. like once I saw her, yeah. it put me at peace. Yeah. She was fine. You know, it's we worry too much, but. Not really, because you have to worry about <laughs> right. your person, yeah, but you do. You mm-hmm. worry about things that aren't going to happen, never happen. It it was just peaceful. It was a great transition. And I think also being able to see how, uh, since they're more in a group setting, yes. um, and they're all kind of following the same routine, that that actually helps a lot of times. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, people that are feeling a little confused and they're, you know, over on assisted living. I, I think maybe seeing that too could kind of help they just She jumped right in and she, she knew did. exactly what to do. She did. Yep. And they're so scheduled there. You know, your meals are at certain times. And, boy, they'd go right to the tables and yeah. wait. They knew. <laughs> they, knew. <laughs> they knew it was meal time. Yeah, yeah I mean, that happens in kind of all sections of the building. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing. One of our meals, our, our lunch starts at 1130 here. It's uh, at about 11 o'clock. They're going to start they're finding their seat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, God it's bless time. Corey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, that's it's part of the routine, though, right? I mean, that's that's what they do. They sit in the same team. It's a part of their who they are. Yeah, it, oh, it makes life easier. You can leave. You're at peace of mind when you're gone. And you know if they need you or just want to hear your voice, they're going to get you on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. will get you on the phone to talk to them and, 
you know, they would call me sometimes at 8, 9 o'clock at night and say, your mom wants to talk to you. She wants to know if you're going to be home for dinner. And so I would reassure her that I was still working. And no, I had already eaten and I'd be there in a little bit. And she'd go right to sleep. Everything Mm -hmm. was good in her world. So it was a a staff member making that call to you? Mm -hmm. And your mom was on the line with them? She would, they would be in her room. She would ask them where I was and they'd Mm -hmm. get me on the phone for her. It's that simple. Yeah, and I think I guess the reason. So you know, to anybody out there that's listening, that that's maybe maybe works at a facility like ours, right? Or you work in an AL, a nursing home, whatever the case may be. That that little, I'm sure that phone call took maybe two minutes, maybe if that. If but that. that's still two minutes out of their yeah. time to mm-hmm. reassure their Absolutely. resident that everything is okay. Yeah, know? and that's kind of you know take take that extra couple of minutes, right? That you know the the task that you're working on at the moment will be there in two minutes. You know, mm-hmm. to like like Beth said, bring that that. That reassurance, that peace of mind to the resident and to the family that hey, you're, you're there for them and and that they're you know that they're going to be okay. That's right. So as you're going through the process, I, I know you mentioned you know there were some specific things that, that you were looking for and some things that were important to you in that process. What what was the deciding factor you know upon the building that you chose? What were some specific things that you were looking for that again led you to to where you ended up? Well, I visited many facilities in the area. Um, closest to my home on the peninsula Mm -hmm. so that if there was an emergency, I could be there quickly. But after each visit, I felt like there was still some element missing that I was looking for. And when I found Minnow Wood and I met with Brenda and John and, well, actually several people, nurses came over and introduced themselves. It was just like family here. And um, every question I asked, everything I was looking for was right here. You know, the step up from assisted to memory care was very important and proved to be invaluable in the end. But um, just the everything being contained in one facility sure. was, was the best you know, for her fit. Yeah. So, so kind of the, the aging in place process that I know Emily mentions a lot. Um, that was something that was kind of a key factor for you in, in your, in your search was mm-hmm. something you were looking for. And I like how you mentioned um, that, kind of, you know, people that are kind of nervous about coming to a building like this, um, that it's supervision with our independence. That's right. Yeah. So it's still the promotion of that independence, but just Mm -hmm. maybe a little, maybe a little eyes on that independence. That's exactly right. And then you get just more supervision. That's right. While you age in place. (laughs) As you age in place, you get more. Yeah. But yeah, still having their independence and feeling like they're not a burden anywhere and eyes on them all the time. It's Mm -hmm. just very reassuring. Mm -hmm. Comforting to them, too. Yeah, sure. They may not admit it, but it it is. It's comforting to them. I know that someone's there Mm -hmm. if, you know, something happens. So I kind of, we've talked about the good and the good things that you're looking for, the things that you were hoping for. Are there any things that maybe you experienced going around in your tours that kind of stuck out to you of, hey, you know, keep an eye out for this. This is something that you don't want to see. Yeah, some of the facilities just had too much freedom. People could Mm. just come and go out the door, and they weren't able to restrict that at all. And with my mom, I knew she was a wanderer. She actually became a runner at one time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, these are things that happen to your family members, and so you Mm -hmm. want to alleviate that concern in the beginning. I didn't want her locked in, but I wanted to know that there were eyes on her at every door, and they were here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they'd call you by name. And so they'd say, you know, hey, Miss Betty, where are you going? I'm going outside. Okay. And they might let her go out mm-hmm. and sit on the benches, but yeah. they had eyes on her the whole time. Sure. 
if she got up to go anywhere, someone would go out and join her. <laughs> Just come you check know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go get a drink or let's yeah. go have lunch. Just a little subtle, a hey, I just want to be a part of yep. your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's absolutely. right. Let me go with you. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, not that restriction, but more moderation or, or, or monitoring of, you know, the, the movement short. That sweet, subtle guide. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good hand. That's a really po- good point. A, a subtle guiding hand mm-hmm. um, along the way. So, so I'd love to get into you know, a little bit of what life was like inside of the facility. Maybe, you know, maybe if you can give it from your perspective, from your mom's perspective, from your entire family's perspective, um, from the moment you guys moved in, you know, all the way through, kind of what life was like for you inside of a facility. Well, at first I had a hard time letting that go. I found myself coming on a daily basis <laughs> and I suddenly realized you don't need to do that. That's the purpose of this. Yeah. But I would try to stop in sometimes in the morning, maybe join her for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then she knew someone had been there. We're still here, but she's still independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could come in at 9 o'clock at night if they needed me. Or if she did, if mm-hmm. they called and said, you know, your mom's looking for you, I'd just get in the car and come up. I wasn't mm-hmm. five minutes away. Yeah. Um, but it, it takes the pressure off of you as a family member to know that they're cared for. Without them feeling like they're a burden, mm-hmm. um, it, to me that's just something you can't you can't buy. It's sure. it's just provided here. Yeah. So so a lot of the you know something one of your takeaways or big takeaways from your experience throughout you know your life in the facility was the the comfort that you brought or the peace of mind mm-hmm. that was brought to you. Yeah, and the ability to still work, still go off. Mm-hmm out of town or whatever you needed to do you could still do that and not worry mm-hmm. you're a phone call away as far as just comforting her that you're still around right. whether you were in the same city or not was irrelevant she knew you were there but um you didn't have to worry that she missed a meal or missed a shower or missed anything she was in activity she went walking they would they go on bus trips there's just everything she could want right there yeah. mm-hmm. It does allow you to still live your life and not worry all the time sure. mm-hmm. about your family member. Yeah. Like you said, be able to regain, you know, just the, the common relationship, the loving relationship that you had. Yes. You're no longer a caretaker. She no longer feels like a burden. Yep. And yeah. Um, yeah, and you're, you're, you're back, back to, to being the daughter or yeah. son, whatever your case sure. is. Yeah. So this is a big one. What would you say to families who are going through this now? Mm. I would say start at Minnowood. <laughs> Ask all the questions that you want to ask, clear your slate, and interview the other places. Because I think when it comes down to what you're looking for in a package, depending on your specifics with your person, I think everything is right here at Minnowood. That's the way it was for me. Sure, well, I love that. I, I really appreciate that. But thank you so much for, for saying that. And and but but what I would I do want to get a little deeper. Um, so let so let's say we have somebody that's listening to this in you know another state or, or they're way away and Minnowood's not really an option for them to even come see us. Right, you can go on our website. We, we encourage you Minnowood.com and and check us all out. Everything that, that we offer. Um, but yeah, say somebody's nowhere near our building. What, what's something that you would advise them? You know, say what's what would be the first step that you would ask them to do? You know, in in that moment. Well, I would say visit the facility at different times and just walk through and mm-hmm. see what you see. Mm-hmm. See That's if the standards are 
what you're looking for. Right. Um, at all because times of the day. At all times, that's, that's a, right. That's because there are times when people know you're coming that everything's going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. But when yeah. you that's just drop in and just wander through, because you can, yeah. um, they people don't always know if you have family members or what. Now, here they did because they knew you by name. <laughs> we, we know all of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say do that. Visit at different times and mm-hmm. see if what you're looking for is being implemented, huh, you know, right. all day. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe do a couple different tours at a couple different times. Yeah. And, yeah. Now here, I could come in at 11 o'clock at night if I needed to. Mm-hmm. We had a code that sure. was significant to each person. Mm-hmm. So you could come in and just go see your mom or your dad or whoever and make sure they're okay, mm-hmm. just to ease your own mind if you hadn't been there and were just worried about them right. or if they were sick, whatever the case may be. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, I mean, like I said, it's a really good point. I mean, even if, you know, like you're going for a job interview right you you, you travel the, the the directions uh to the building at, at a different time of the day or whatever that time would be to see the traffic and how things look and mm, all that's that right? right so maybe you know that along the same concept go at eight in the morning do a tour and then go at two in the afternoon and then maybe later in the day see what see what see what you know shift change and all that looks like mm-hmm. kind of get a grasp of all of that yeah. get to know your your caretakers mm-hmm. because if you take care of them they they reciprocate all of that I have not met one person at Minnowood that didn't have their heart in their job. Yeah. I, I haven't. You know, and, and you know them by name. They know you. It's it's just family. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't you. find that everywhere. Well, <laughs> Believe me, I looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely you definitely do. And, and I admire that. I mean, it's, it, like you said before, it's, it's a grueling process, but you and your family stuck it through to make sure you did, you know, what was the best for your mom, right? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of the goal of the show, but, you know, you guys did it all on your own and through your own research and your own, um, you know, experience and knowledge. But kind of the goal of the show is to bring that that peace of mind and that confidence, you know, that you're making the right decision at the end of the day. And, and whatever you choose, that, that you know it's the right thing to do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Well, again, Beth, thank you so much. It's been an honor. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but again, thank you so much for joining the show. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, hey, guys, that's going to be all for us today. Again, as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at facebook.com slash Minnowood. We would love to hear any questions that you have about today's episode or in previous episodes or just questions in general. And uh, again, well, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And thank you so much for joining us.